Life is a journey. Life is really like those road trip movies from the 80s or 90s. And we're just opening a new chapter in one of those books, in one of those movies, at the beginning of a new year. We'll keep journeying, putting more miles on ourselves, seeing new places, meeting new people, learning something about the world and ourselves. Well, as part of that journey, you came to church today. And that tells me something. That tells me you made the effort to set your alarm, roll out of bed, get dressed. Most people don't do that on a Sunday morning. They don't set the alarm. They don't roll out of bed. They don't get dressed until lunch, if at all. You did that. You did that on purpose because you wanted to be here, because you're on a journey. You took that journey at least to this place, but then in this place, maybe your journey even leads farther. Maybe you're on a spiritual journey, because you came to a place where we talk about God. Maybe you want to find God and you want to find yourself. That's a good reason to get up in the morning. But this road trip is a little different that we hear about today. Because on this road trip, in every good movie, the car breaks down. But on this road trip, the car breaks down at the very onset. And we're thrown back into the ancient Middle East. And the wise men, they didn't really have camels or anything. They were mostly walking. They probably had animals for their luggage, but they themselves were walking. And when I mapped out their journey, probably from the Orient somewhere to the Jerusalem area, that would have been about a thousand kilometers. So the wise men had to follow the star and they didn't really know where they were going. And on that road trip, they didn't have much. Whatever they could pack on their beasts and walk and walk and walk and walk a thousand kilometers. And it takes a lot of dedication to follow that star because it took them over the hills and far away. As I Googled it earlier, it goes 300 meters below sea level in the deep valleys there in the Middle East, and then it goes up to 900 meters high. So Google Maps really tells you how to do those trips. Have you ever chased somebody like that, walking after them, 1,000 kilometers, up and down and up and down the valleys and the mountains, on foot, with your camel, couple buddies? So this walk, you were to take it today, Google Maps tells me it would take 226 hours. That's a good walk. Now, if you were to walk eight hours a day, I did my math, and it would take you about a month. That's fair. That's doable. But most of us don't have that time, right? I mean, who can walk for a whole month and not work or do anything? So we stretch it out. We're trying to come to Jesus just like they did, find the newborn king and all, but we won't dedicate a whole month full-time to that. So we stretch it out one hour per week, because that's what we do at church, right? We come on Sunday morning for an hour, and we think we can find God that way. So if you were to do that, 1,000 kilometers, 226 hours, so if you do only one hour per week, it'll take you four and a half years to get there, okay, if you only walk one hour of those so four and a half years is what you need to find Jesus. 
So how did the wise men come to find Jesus? How did they finish that long, strenuous journey without any comforts? They started. They started. That's probably the biggest news. Because how do they say, thousand kilometer journey, you start with one step. That's what you got to do. That's what you did when you set your alarm clock last night. You got to start. You got to start somewhere in order to find Jesus. And then they did something. They packed all their stuff and they mapped out their route. They did something. Finding Jesus will not just happen when you think or believe. You got to do something. You got to get the gas in the car to get here. You got to do something. It takes starting and it takes doing. So on your way to Jesus, you can't be an armchair Christian. You can't sit down and think and believe. That defeats the purpose. The Bible does not know a single person finding Jesus while sitting in the pew. Nowhere ever does it say, sit down in the pew for an hour on Sunday morning and you will find Jesus. This is not where you find Jesus. Jesus is out there on the roads, hard to reach, in a stinky manger in a country far, far away. Jesus is not here. Jesus is out there. It takes a lot of travel, a lot of work, a lot of doing. The church is just a place where we were sent out. Jesus sends us out to find his place. Sends us out like the wise men. Reminds us to take that first step. And the wise men teach us an important lesson. Faith is walking and doing. As I said, they start. And that's probably the hardest one. And then they journey. And journeying is something you've got to be intentional about. Because we all want to arrive. Arriving is easy, right? You just plug your destination in your phone and it'll tell you where to go. But they journey following a star. They didn't have a good GPS like we did. But you can only go by what you see, what you feel, what you hear, your intuition, the insights, the conversations with other people, asking for the way, engaging, journeying, living where you are. That's what they did. That's how they got there. They followed that star. And when you go for a thousand kilometers in the ancient Middle East, you got to take breaks. And I hope we won't forget this in this new year. Because life is a desert, pretty much. And sometimes you need to take a break. Stop at an oasis. Fill up your water bags. Rest and sleep. I wish you'd do that in 2018. Take care of yourself. And not just run in the hamster wheel like crazy. They needed the rest to make it through this whole journey. Also what they did, they weren't alone on the journey. Again, we don't know their number, but three is a good number. That way you're not alone. You cannot journey alone. There's no such thing as an individual Christian. Where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says later on, it takes a group. 
You can't do this faith thing together uh, all by yourself. You need to do it together. And they observe the star. They have a focus. They got something to look at that is bigger than just themselves. And I hope you can find that here. They get tempted by Herod as he wants to kill the little baby. And that's what life is all about. And 2018 will just be like that. There will be a Herod out there tempting you in the wrong direction. There always is. And you've got to be wise like the wise man to not follow his directions. And the wise men bring treasure. They bring treasure of what is really important to them, what is really precious. We'll come back to that later. And they pay attention to their dreams. The story tells us how they knew that they were being tricked by Herod. And you've got to follow your intuition sometimes. Start that journey. Another funny thing about the wise men, they're not parts of God's chosen people of Israel. They come from the east. And that is an area that later gave birth to Islam. Here's the thing. The kids, as I told you earlier, put chalk scribblings over every person's house who wants it, blessing them in the name of God. Religion doesn't matter when you come to Jesus. God doesn't need good Christians. God needs people on a journey. God needs people who are willing to take a step out of what they already know and dare the unknown and follow the star. What matters is that you embark on a journey to find yourself. Jesus has been on the journey himself. As a youngster, he snuck away from his parents, and he thought it might be important to sneak into the temple and teach there and amaze everybody how smart he was. Because smart little young boys want to be smart little young boys, right? He tried that. They loved him for it. His parents weren't that happy. But, but he grew up and eventually learned better. When he called his disciples, he taught them to give up their own lives, their wives, their families, their jobs, and be interested in other people. Fisher of men, he said. Don't look at yourself alone. Look at other people. But eventually he even overcame that. Because in that stage, he was always about changing people and calling them. And, but eventually, he overcame that. And he learned that the Sabbath is, not, is there for people and not the other way around. All that smartness and all that calling out, just rest sometime. But when you're hungry, you still need to eat. So eventually, he overcame his zeal to trying to change people. Finally, when he was arrested, he told them, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're doing. You can't change other people eventually, is what he learned. So life is a journey, Jesus found out, that leads from the cradle in Bethlehem to the grave in Jerusalem. That's all this Sunday is about. A journey that the wise men started, that Jesus started, that we need to start at the beginning of a new year. What matters is that you're intentional about every step of your own journey. And there's not the right or wrong way to journey. It's yours. Teach when learning is needed. Heal when there's pain. 
feed when there's hunger, accept others for who they are, just people on their own journey. Nobody journeys the way you do. And the wise men, again, were great examples in that regard. They used what they knew, because they were astronomers. So they used their astronomy skills to get started. They put up their telescopes and found a star. So let's do that. I'm not an astronomer. I couldn't do that. If you're a scientist, marvel at the complex reality of our universe. If you're in the medical field, celebrate the difference that research makes in people's lives. If you're a hands-on person, use that to build something that praises God and helps people. Build habitat homes, help with remodeling. If you're good with food, teach others to shop and cook for their families because who does that anymore? Who has that skill anymore? Bring that treasure that is you. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh is not usually the stuff we bring these days for a gift. So we've got to update that somehow. And you know what your greatest gift is. Start a journey. Bring it to Jesus. And if you can, maybe you're willing to put that to work for a whole month full-time like that 1,000-kilometer journey would take. Or maybe you stretch it out to one hour per week. But remember, we're talking four and a half years here, right? 1,000 kilometers, 226 hours. Put your gift to work. Bring your treasure. The wise men did it, and you can too. Epiphany asks a great question. Are we there yet? And the reality is we're never going to be there. We're never going to arrive on our own effort alone. Because a journey is a journey for journey's sake. It's not a goal, target, a destination where we need to come. Epiphany comes back every year after year after year, every January 6th. The journey always starts over. We'll always tell that same story, same time of year. We will always set up the manger and the wise men and all that. And they will keep us reminded that we need to start, that we need to journey, that we need to take breaks, that we need to go together, that we need to observe the star, that we will get tempted by Herod, that we need to bring treasure, and that we need to pay attention to our dreams. Amen.